Genesis 17, verse 5 says, Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram. But thy name shall be called Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. If you could bow your hearts with me, Father, we just ask, Lord God, that you will take full control, that your spirit will have liberty to speak to us, to encourage us, to admonish us, Lord, to correct us. Lord God, as we worship you, Lord, I pray now that we receive your word. Hallelujah. Prepare the soil. Let it be good soil. Let the word be buried in our hearts. Let it be effective. Hallelujah. We thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you could give God a a praise offering right now. Hallelujah. If you could turn to your neighbor. And the title of my message is, What's Your Name? Ask your neighbor, what's your name? Amen. What's your name? Amen. What's your name? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, you can imagine that when I say that, I'm not speaking about the name that your parents gave you. Hopefully you do know that. You are aware of what your parents named you. But I'm speaking of something much deeper, more profound. You know, one of the first things, questions you ask somebody when you're getting to know them, almost the very first thing is, what's your name? Because that is the identifying mark. That is what you're going to speak to them by. That's how you first get to have relationship is knowing their name. And you know when somebody is related because usually they may have the same last name. And we see in this opening verse that God decided to change Abram to call him by a new name. And so I'm asking you today, do you know what God calls you. We know what our parents called us, right? We know what what their name for us was. Sometimes we've had a pet name, but we know what our name is on our birth certificate. But do we know the name that God is calling you by? Because he changed Abraham's name and he said, your name's no longer going to be Abram but it's going to be Abraham. God has a name for those he knows. God has a name for those he plans to use. God has a name for those he wants to bless. Amen. You know, as I said, when we first meet somebody, the first thing we ask them is, what's your name? Because that's the only way we start to put an identification on who they are. We see that in when God called Abraham, he told him, as I said in Sunday school, that he had to leave where he was living. He had to move out of his current situation. God could not do anything with him in his current situation. He had to leave his original place of birth, and he had to go somewhere where God was sending him to go because God had a plan for him. In fact, his name, as God put it, means for a father of many nations, have I made you. Now at the time when God said that, Abraham had no children. But remember what I said in Sunday school, God calls those things that are not as though they be. He said, a father of many nations 
have I made you. So your name from now on is going to be Abraham. In the Hebrew, the Ab means father. Ham means people. A father of many people. I'm going to bless you. And through your name, people in the earth are going to be blessed. When God has a name for you, it signifies something great. When God calls you by your name, it means there is going to be something great to happen in your life. That's why I want to know today, do you know your God name? You know your given name. You know your pet name. But I want you to know if God is going to use you, he has got a name for you. In Genesis 12, verse 1, it said, Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And here's the thing that's amazing. Abraham obeyed, or as he was called then, Abram. Abram obeyed. He decided he was going to listen to this voice. There was something about the, per, the, the voice that spoke to him that gave him faith, that made him believe. Not knowing where he was going, he just left everything. As I taught in Sunday school, when God calls you, when God wants to create something in you, he's going to separate you. Creation doesn't come where you are. Creation comes through separation. Growth comes through separation. A seed has to leave the tree before it can grow. Do you notice that? Creation comes with separation. The Lord had said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So verse 4 says, Abraham, Abraham departed. And he did as God spoke to him. In fact, the fact that Abraham obeyed proves that he believed. Proves that he had faith in the voice that was speaking to him. You know, many of us, we pray, God use me. Oh, we pray, God, use me. But when it comes to it, do we know our name? Is there any actions to our prayer? Is there anything that validates the fact that we have wanted God to be in our lives? Is there any change? Is there any separation? You know, they used to say, is there enough evidence to convict you of being a Christian? Could they charge you with being a Christian? Is there any evidence that proves you actually believe something? We can see there was evidence because Abraham left his country. Amen. Use me, Lord. I pray you use me. It's just a prayer to make a lot of us feel better. But we don't know our name. Because God was going to use Abraham, he said, because I'm going to make you a father of many nations. With the name comes a declaration. With the name comes a purpose. With the change of name comes a job. But are we just praying and don't want any action? See, he acted because he believed. See, when you know a name, especially a first name, it, it, it puts you on an intimate relationship. When someone calls your first name, it means they know you a little bit more than just your last name. It means you, when you're close to someone, you can have permission to use their first name. And when you are even closer to someone, you may even give them a pet name. See, when I was dating my wife, I always bring that into this. I don't know why. Well, I can't use your relationships. I can only use mine. When I was dating my wife, you know, it went beyond just knowing her name. I chose to give her a name. So I had a little pet name for her, the way I thought of her, the way I declared it to me. And her pet name was, if she don't mind, was Princess. 
With the name came my perception of how I viewed her. It was more than just her first name. And in fact, it got me in trouble a couple of times because her sister sounds just like her on the phone. So one day I called her up and I was so excited. I just started talking and her sister just kept quiet and just started listening. And the name got out. You see, when you're in a relationship, there is a name change. There is a name. So I'm asking you seriously today, do you know what God calls you? Does God have a name for you? Because if he doesn't, that tells me we're not close enough. Because when you're close to someone, you have a pet name even for them. Amen. Think about it. There's some people you know that you don't even call them by their given name. You have a pet name for them because you're that close. We need to be that close that we know what God calls us. Because with that comes a blessing. With that comes a declaration. With that comes some benefits. See, when God calls you by a name, it's something big. It's something unique. It's something special. In Genesis 17, 5, let me read it again. He says, no longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. And the declaration that came with it, it says, for I have made you. I have made you, Abraham. I am going to do something with you. You're not going to be just somebody, but I have made you. He said it in the past tense. When Abraham was 75 years old, he had no children. He had not much of a future, but God declared, I have made you. I'm changing your name. I'm giving you a new name. For I have made you. You know what? We have to declare some things into our lives. Let God be able to say, for I have made you. For I have made you. For I have made you. When God is going to do something, there is going to be a naming. There is going to be a change. There's going to be a separation. We see that even in the very beginning of Genesis when God created man. And it says in Genesis 2-7, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And there was a name change. And man became no longer just man, but a living soul. When God calls you, when God breathes on you, there is going to be a change. There's going to be a declaration into your life. See, with the name comes something else. See, my name was Princess, and that's how I viewed and I still view her that way. Amen. She doesn't like that, but anyway. It signified a declaration because God said, I have made you a father of many nations. At the time, Abraham's wife was about 74. He was 75. They were well past even having children. But God was looking at this man and seeing his faith and said, I have made you. I declare some things into your life, Abraham. What's your name? What's your name? Genesis 12 two, he says this, and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. There's three things there. There's a declaration. I will make of thee a great nation. When God changes your name, he's going to make something of your life. He's going to declare something into your life and there will be blessing. You may not see it right away, but it's coming. If you will just stay the course, if you will let that name apply, if you will live up to the name that God wants to call you, I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. See, that's what God wants to do to each and every one of us. But a lot of us don't know our name. 
You know why? Because we don't have that relationship. See, my wife knew what I called her. And when, when I talked to her sister, then the whole family knew. And they never let us live it down. <laughs> now, at the time when I was calling her that, she didn't have a crown and, and riches and a tiara. But that was my declaration. Amen. She was going to be my princess. Amen. That's how I viewed her. The question I have for you is how does God view you? Are you his son? Are you his princess? Are you his daughter? Does he have a name for you? Because I'm asking you today seriously. What's your name? What's your purpose? Are you just living life to live? Are you just living life to eat and get up and go to work? Or does God have a purpose for your life? He called Abraham out out because he had a purpose. And with that, he made a declaration of blessing upon him. He wants a relationship with each of us. And he just didn't make up any name. He gave him a name that had meaning. See, when God gives you a name, it represents how he sees you, how he views you. In fact, God actually gave Abraham more than one name. There's two names he gave Abraham. One was relationship, but one was declaration. The relationship name that God gave Abraham, and you all should know this, he called him friend. Does God call you friend? In Job chapter 1 verse 8, here's another name that God called someone. This man was going to go through some trials and some tribulations, but yet look what God calls him. And the Lord God said to Satan, hast thou considered my servant? Now that's a good name. Can God call you servant? Does God know you as his servant? Because a servant does what the master commands. The servant doesn't say, why? Why is this happening? Why do you want me to do this? The servant just obeys what the master says. See, that's a name I want God to call me. I don't mind that name. In fact, I would love that name. If I'm his servant, that means I belong to him. Nobody can mess with me because my master will come and sort you out. <laughs> I don't belong to me. I'm not doing my own will. I'm not doing this because it pleases me. It's because my master calls me servant. What, what does he call you? What does he know you as? Can you say you're his servant? That's the name he calls you by. See, when God names someone servant, you think that's low, but that's actually very high. See, in our little mind, we think of a servant as a nobody, a, a no-name. But if God, God calls you servant, that means you're a member of the royal household. That means you see him on a daily basis. That means you get to be in his presence. That means he asks you to do things. I'd love God to call me servant. Amen? Paul said, I'm a bond slave. He went even low. He said, I'm not just a servant. I, I want to be a slave for Christ. What, what does he call you? Do you know? Does he have a name for you? Because it's important that God knows your name. Because the Bible says if you will confess his name, he'll confess your name. God wants to be a name dropper in heaven. He wants to shout out your name. See, in this, in this chapter here, God name dropped Job. He boasted to Satan in heaven. Have you considered my servant Job? You can tell God was proud because God knew what was going to happen. That no matter what Satan tried to do to him, no matter he would kill his children, no matter how he would make him sick, he knew 
that Job was a man of integrity. The Bible says that despite all the people saying, why don't you just give up? Why don't you just curse God and die? He said in all this, Job never lost his integrity because he knew his name. A servant doesn't tell the master what to do. A servant doesn't complain and say, why are you asking me that? Oh no, a servant is a servant. A servant serves. A servant obeys. See, I love that name. I wouldn't want to be an earthly servant, but if it's the king of kings and lord of lords, sign me up. Put me down on that list. As I said, sometimes God gives more than one name. There is a relationship name. There is a declaration name. In James chapter 2, verse 23, we, we, we see one of the three scriptures that tells us that God had another name for Abraham. In James chapter 2, verse 23, it says, And the scripture was fulfilled with faith. Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. Now, what about that name? God is my friend. You know, because Abraham was God's friend, you know what God said? I'm not going to do anything without I'm going to let my friend Abraham know what I'm going to do. Think about that. When God has that kind of relationship, he will warn you. He warned you that they were going to come and audit you. Amen. Maybe your name is friend of God. He told Abraham, listen, I'm going to bring judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. But I'm going to let you know because I know your nephew lives down there. I'm going to let you know, Abraham. And in fact, I'm going to let you bargain with me. You you can argue with a friend. You can negotiate with a friend. Because God called him not only Abraham, but he had a relationship name. Can God call you friend? Are you that close? Because when you have a friend, you can ask them favors. You can go up and say, hey, can you help me out? Can you get me out of this situation? But if you don't know someone, you just can't call them up. They'll say, who are you? Peter, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Now, the friendship you don't want is with the devil. That's a friendship you can do without. You don't want the devil calling you any names. In fact, it's three times in the Bible, the Bible states that God called Abraham his friend. In Isaiah 41 verse 8, he says, But thou, Israel, art my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. What an honor. I'm asking you today, do you know what God calls you? Does he have a name for your life? Does it fulfill your ministry? Are you called to just exist? To just get up in the morning and just exist? Or is there a purpose that God wants from you? He called Abraham friend and because of that, God said, I'm not going to do anything without letting my friend Abraham know what I'm going to do. In fact, nearly everyone that God calls, he has a name for them. He named Abraham's son Isaac. Abraham didn't get to name his own son. God told him, you shall call his name Isaac. And when he called Jacob, he changed his name. He said, no, your name can't be Jacob. That means con man. That means trickster. That means that's not something good. I'm going to change your name. I'm going to change your name to Israel because it means you have power with God. What a name. When God calls you, he's going to change your name. He's going to declare some blessing into it. He's going to declare some things into your life. Nearly everyone in scripture, I don't have time to go through all of them, but you know some of them. He changed their name. 
Amen. He says, and he said in, in, in Genesis, uh, I think uh, 20 something, he said, Their name shall no more be called Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. Now the prevailed, has prevailed is the declaration. As a prince is the promise and power with God and men is the blessing. You see, there were three things that came with the change of name. I want to be his servant. I want to be called his friend. Amen. I want a new name. Hallelujah. You see, when he changed his name, it was because it wasn't just a name change. God was telling him some things about how he viewed him. He says, from now on, Jacob, you have power with God. Your name's not going to be called con man anymore. What you were is not important to God. What you are is what's important to God. Will you let him call you a name? Will you let him give you a name? Will you let him call you a new name? Hallelujah. Moses, you think, well, his name didn't change. Well, I want to show you something. Turn to Exodus chapter 3 and verse 4. His name may not have changed, but the Bible explicitly says that God called him by his name. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush twice. Called him Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. When he called Samuel, he did the same thing. He called him. When God calls you, he's going to say your name. Now he is going to change all of our names when we go down in that baptismal tank. He gives us a new name. We take on the family name. Hallelujah. We have relationship. Amen. But God wants you to understand that your name comes with some things that you must do. Abraham, you got to leave your family. You got to go down to the place of famine, Isaac. I don't know, Father, why you're sending me down there. There's a famine there. There's no food down there. Why do I have to go to Isaac? Just you go down there because your name means laughter. That means you can have joy even when you're in a famine. Even when you, there's nothing good looks like it's happening. Because I have named you, Isaac. Sometimes we fight our name, don't we? A lot of people, they don't like their first name, so they go by their second name. They don't like that name. I shouldn't say this. I won't say it. Okay, I won't. <laughs> Get myself in trouble releasing some names. But uh, there's some people like for years and years and years, I didn't know my mother's middle name for about 30, 40, 50 years. She didn't tell me her name. She just went by her first and second name. It wasn't until I, I went to, to Jamaica and met my aunt after many years that she gave me a Bible. And on the Bible was my mother's middle name. See, sometimes we fight the name that God wants to give us. You know, he wants to call us son. He wants to call us friend. He wants to call us servant. But we, we'd rather go by our own name. We want to do our own thing. But I'm asking you today, does God have a name for you? Do you know what he wants to call? He may want to call you blessed. He may want to call you servant. He may want to call you princess. He may want you to call you son. But we would rather go by our own name. We want to fight the name that God wants to give us. In Isaiah chapter 62, verse 2, God declares that he wants to give all of us a name. It says, And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness, and all the kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. God has a name for each and every one of us. Did you know that? I'm sure when you had children, you just didn't say, mm, 
Someone asked, well, what's their name? Mm. You gave them a name. It wasn't mm. It wasn't just some weird letters. There was a name that you gave. God wants you as his child to have a name. He himself has a name, the Bible says, that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, everything in heaven and earth and under the earth, one day is going to bow. But until then, he wants to give you and you a name. I want to know my name. I want to be servant. I want to be friend. I want God to be able to call my name and say, Hast thou considered my servant? In John chapter 15, we see in the New Testament that God goes beyond what he was doing before. And he elevates his disciples. In John chapter 15, he says, Henceforth, I call you not servants. He's going to the next level now. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doth, but I call you friend. See, friends, he said, I was going to tell you what I'm doing. So when God starts to tell you what he's doing, you know why? It's because he's calling you friend. Think about that. When God reveals some things to you, it's because he's looking at you as his friend. Are you a friend to God? Can he call upon you? Do you know that he wants to call you and name you? He says, I called you friends for all things that I have heard of my father I have made known to you. In fact, when we come to God fully, when he fills us with his spirit, in John chapter 1 verse 12, there's still another level. He calls us sons. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. Let's say become. See, we're on the process of becoming. Amen. We have to let that name soak in that he, I am his son. If I'm his son, then I'm his beloved. If I'm his beloved, then he's going to look after me. He's going to make my path straight. He's going to bless me. He's going to declare some things into my life. No weapon formed against me shall prosper because my father is above all. Better not mess with me because I'm his child. Because his name for me is son. His name for you can be daughter. In Matthew 18, he said, don't mess with one of my little ones. It was better that a big old stone was tied around your neck and you were thrown in the sea. Then you mess with one of my, you know how you get parents mad? Just go mess with their children. That's how you get parents mad. Even if their child was messing up and you start to correct them, don't do it. <laughs> Let the parent do it if they're there, right? One way you get parents mad, just start messing with their children. I tell you, don't let the devil get God mad because if he's messing with you, you don't have to fight because he's called you son. What's your name? Do you know your name? God wants to put a new name on you. He wants to call you his child. He wants to call you his beloved. He wants to work in your life. Don't resist the name. As I said, some people, they don't like their name. But this is one name that if God calls you, you better accept it. You better receive it with joy. You better really run towards it. You better write it down everywhere. He told me I'm his servant because that comes with benefits. He told me he's my friend. That means he's going to warn me of trouble. He told me I'm his son. That means I get to inherit. Amen. Can you see the benefits when God names you? Because if you're part of the family, that means you become an heir. The Bible says we are heirs and joint. That means we get to inherit. In the story of the prodigal son, the older son, he, he didn't leave home. He stayed home. He did his stuff. And he was a little bit mad when the other son came back who had wasted all the father's money. 
And he, didn't, he wasn't too happy about it. And you can understand, it seemed unfair that he had labored and worked. And now the other son come back and father's throwing him a party. But the father told him two things. He said, son, you're forgetting everything I have now is yours. Everything that the father has is yours and is mine because we have been called sons. If you could stand with me, I told you I wasn't going to be long. See, God wants to write a name on you. And if you will let him, it will be so blessed. It will be so awesome. It will be so fulfilling. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 17, he says, He that hath an ear. He is speaking to one of the churches and he says, He that hath an ear. What he's saying, listen up. I want to reveal something to you that you may not have really grasped before. He says, He that hath an ear. Listen, hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. If you will just keep on going, if you will endure, if you'll just not give up, I have yet one more name I'm going to name you. He says, I will give you the eat of the hidden manna. That means the, the supernatural bread. And I will give you a special gem, you know, a diamond that is perfect. It's called a white diamond. He says, I'm going to give you a stone. It's speaking about a gemstone. And in that stone, guess what? There's a new name written. There's a new, there's your name, a new name going to be engraved. And it's a secret. Only you're going to know that name. You're going to have a special name that God is going to give you. Isn't that awesome? We're closing this service, but I just wanted to leave you with this thought. What is your name? Do you know what God is calling you? Do you know what he wants to give you? Do, he, do you know how he wants to bless you? Do you know how he wants to use you? What is your name? He called the people in the Old Testament friend. He called them servant. In the New Testament, he calls us son. He calls us daughters. He calls us his beloved. The Bible says that we are entered into the beloved. That means we are as, as close as we can. We, we are kingship. We are relatives, we are heirs, we are joint heirs because he has given us a new name. I want you today to find out what your name is. I want you to know that God has a purpose for your life. It's just not getting up and existing, but he created you for a purpose so that he could give you a name that has a declaration, that has a blessing. As he called Abraham, he said, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Well, maybe through you, someone at work will be blessed. Through you, someone who is sick can be blessed. Through you, someone who is dying can, can have hope. Through you, someone you, you prayed for can live. If you know your name. These altars are open. I'm closing this service, but not closing God's presence. He's got a name for some of you here who are willing to accept it, who are willing to receive it. A new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth. What is your name? I want to know my name. And I want it to be son. I want it to be servant. I want it to be blessed. Hallelujah. We're going to close this service. If you would like prayer, if you would have like a closer relationship with God, there's nothing special in me praying for you. But there is something special in you believing. Amen. And you ask God in your prayer, whatever it is, whatever the situation is, God already knows it. We're not surprising him. We're not updating him. 
All we're doing is asking him to take the case. He is the greatest lawyer that there ever lived. All we're saying is, Jesus, you know my situation. You know what I'm going through. I want you to change my situation. I want you to take my case. And if you will come to him in faith believing, you'll get a new name. If you could stand with me, we're going to pray. And as, as they sing, Father, Lord, we just ask you right now to fill this place with faith. Let our hearts be open to receiving the name that you have for us. Lord, let it be one of blessing. Let it be one of direction. Let it be a name of purpose. Let it be a name, oh God, that is elevated in your kingdom. Lord, we pray right now, Lord God, that you bring deliverance to everyone who is standing at this altar, Lord, that as I lay hands on them, there will be release of blessing. You'll open new doors, Lord God. You will speak to them directly. Oh God, you will show them favor. You will reveal your name to them. Hallelujah. Lord God, that you will be a friend to them.